Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. What you were longing for then, you were longing for me to honor those differences, but even more than that, you were longing for us to be able to be a team, even in the midst of those differences. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. So I have seen quite a few people subscribe and rate and review the podcast. And we are just so grateful anytime anyone uh, does that because it helps other people find the episodes that they need. So thank you for that. If you've never had a chance to rate or review the podcast, uh, you can do that uh, through whatever app it is that you listen to the podcast. Um, But we are so grateful for your partnership in that. So today I have my hubby with me. Hey, hi friends. Hey, so we are coming to you today to talk about communication. Yeah. Because it is the heart of our 2.0 change. So it totally is. We call ourselves Mark and Jill 1.0. That was before our crisis. crisis. Yeah. And Mark and Jill 2.0 is what we call uh, the last 10 years since mm-hmm. our crisis and since we have really made over our marriage. Right. And a big part of making over our marriage, um, I would say there's been two big parts of making over marriage. One is making over our thinking, mm-hmm. which that's another topic for another day. Oh, totally. And then um, the other part is making over our communication. Right. And that's been a huge, a huge change for both of us. But um, more importantly, a huge change for me. Mm, Yeah, definitely for both of us. I mean, we have changed how we talk to each other. We have changed how we hear each other or listen to each other. Mm -hmm. And that has really been key. And when we work with couples, either in coaching or when we work with them in our marriage intensives, we do a lot of focus on communication. Yes. Because it really is the key to healing. Mm -hmm. It's the key to changing the dynamics in your relationship. Right. And so today we wanted to come to you and just talk about some communication pitfalls 
but what we can do instead, because really Mark and Jill 1.0 were filled with communication pitfalls, right? Mark we and were. Jill 2.0 are doing the instead. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This will be fun uh, to kind of remember and yeah. reflect, but we do see these pitfalls consistently in couples that we're coaching, especially in the intensives, we see these, uh, they're actually common patterns, I think. Mm -hmm. They really are. And, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, we wrote a blog post and it was titled, Which C Are You Doing? Mm -hmm. And uh, what it came down to is most of us complain, comment, and criticize. I had my master's in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you really did. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll I decided that I tore that document up and threw it away. Uh, <laughs> that was all before the crisis, but yeah, it was. And I was, I didn't nearly complain or comment, but I did my fair share of criticizing. Yeah. And so, so that's what we want to talk about today is, you know, are you complaining? Are you commenting? Are you criticizing? Or, are you communicating? Right. Most of us, and this was where the aha moment was for us, is that you felt like that you were. I was totally communicating. You, you just weren't hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did feel like I was communicating, but as we were working on rebuilding uh, and remodeling the 1.0 relationship and becoming 2.0, I was really led to understand that uh, complaining is not communication. Criticizing is not communication. Commenting. And commenting is really, that's not communication. Right. That's usually would fall under kind of a passive aggressive. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, you know, make a, com a snide comment. Um, right. We, you know, say something that is just derogatory uh, or, yeah. or off and, but it's not communicating. It's not. So, I mean, you could, you know, if, if we got legalistic about it, it is communicating. Let's say it's not healthy communicating. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's not helpful communicating. Right. right. And, and bottom line what most of us have trouble doing is asking for what we need. Totally. We, we like skirt around it. We like dance around it without making the requests mm -hmm. that really is communication. Right. Think about it. We assume that our spouse or other people should know what we need. But yet when we've really pressed into people to ask them what they need, they're not even clear. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, a mind bender is how can we expect someone to know what we need when we don't even know ourselves? Right. So part of that is uh, becoming self-aware. Yeah. Kind of tuning in to going, what, what do I need? Yeah. And 
and then being able to clearly ask for that. Now, there's no, you know, there's no promise that the other person, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll talk about this probably primarily from a marriage perspective, but this applies to all relationships, right? That the other person will respond to what you need. Mm-hmm. You hope, especially in a marriage relationship, you hope that they will be responsive. Mm-hmm. If they, if you are clearly asking for what you need and they are not uh, responding to try to meet that need, then that's a whole different problem. Right. That's right. a whole different issue. Right. Um. So let's go back and go to Mark and Jill 1.0. And talk about some of those comments, um, some of the complaining, mm-hmm. and what, in essence, if if you had to ask for those things today, what would that look like? And when you would make a clear request for that. So, right. you know, one of the first ones that I think of, because you said these things all the time in 1.0. Really? <laughs> okay we are so different yeah like that was that would be a complaint but also could be seen as a comment yeah because we are so different Mm -hmm. and we still to this day are so different but back then it was very negative and it was draining to me Mm -hmm. the our differences just i seemed it seemed to create a wall between myself and you. Mm-hmm. And I had more of an issue with our differences than you appeared to have with me. Yes, absolutely. I didn't. I mean, there were places I was frustrated with those differences, but that's where my criticizing came in. Mm-hmm. So I handled those differences with criticism because I, I mean, that was where pride was in my yeah. heart. I was feeling like my way was the right way. Your way was the wrong way, that kind of a right. thing. Um, right. And so I might come at it from a critical perspective, but really what you were, when you would say we are so different, what you were wanting was for me to honor how different you were. I think, yes. And, and, and to be okay with that, to not, yeah. to not criticize it, to not complain about it, to not try to change it. Right. I, I think too, Jill, that our differences, because we didn't know how to work together mm-hmm. with them, we created almost silos or individual lives. And deep down, I wanted us to be a team. I wanted us to cooperate together instead of competing or being critical. And I was as critical of you as you were of me. Mm-hmm. And that just kept us all spun out and really it built bitterness within me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so what you were longing for then, you were longing for me to honor those differences, but even yeah. more than that, you were longing for us to be able to be a team, yeah. even in the midst of those differences. So what would have been a healthier request? Because it, here's here's the dynamics that was happening between us. And mm-hmm. I would guess that this happens between um, a men, lot of couples, the difference yeah. between men and women and the difference between thinkers and feelers. 
Yeah. So in most marriages, one person is a thinker and one person is a feeler. In our marriage, I'm with, I'm the thinker. You're the feeler. Correct. Okay. So I operate in facts, data, and logic. Mm-hmm. And you operate in feelings, gut, and... Discernment. Discernment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we come at things very differently. Mm-hmm. So when you would complain and you would say something like, we are so different, I responded to that with logic. You did. I did. And it would send me over the moon. <laughs> and Of so, course we're different. All people are different, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would say it a different way. Yeah, I would just say, well, welcome to real life. That's what you would say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every marriage Every marriage deals with differences and it's not going to change. That's, that's the way. So you had this emotional feeling of, I want to be honored in my differences. And you also had this, I want us to be a team in spite of our differences, Yeah, but I'm responding to your words. Right. uh, And we're missing each other by a million. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think if I had to do it over, I would have, I would say, uh, Jilly, uh, the way that we are trying to work together is not working. I want us to be a team. I want to be honored in my difference, our differences. I want to honor you in your differences. And we, I want us to learn how to do that. I want us to get help mm-hmm. at moving from these, the silo life to a team building life, mm-hmm. which right there, you just communicated and made a request. And that is what most of us don't do mm-hmm. is we don't ask for what we need. Right. We hint, we comment, but we don't ask directly for what we need. Yeah. I think part of the problem for me back then was one, I didn't know what I needed. And if I stopped to think about what I needed, it became what I was frustrated with. Mm -hmm. And so possibly it's good to, uh, so if you're the one who's struggling in the relationship, uh, get with another person or go to a counselor or a coach or yeah, a uh, get, good friend that's like, help me to figure out what it is that I need. Yeah. I was so stuck and it seemed like I just kept getting more entrenched in my frustration and my bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, my frustration became bitterness. And if I could do it over I would have been more intentional about asking for help for to determine what I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of the things, and you wrote this in the blog post that we we wrote on this subject. Uh, we it's titled "Which C Are You Doing?" Um, and you know, you you said, "I wish I would have sat down and said, Jill, I am unhappy. Mm-hmm. I am struggling." And this is serious enough that I have contemplated leaving. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't want to do that. And I don't want our, but I also don't want our marriage to continue the way that it is. Right. I, I, we need help. Yeah. And I'm asking that we, we get the help that we need. Yeah. And most of the time, especially when a marriage is in trouble or a marriage is not in the place that you want it to be, most of the time the communication happens in conflict. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen outside of conflict. Right. So that like a conversation like that is not in the middle of some big explosion. It is after the explosion. It is after you've sorted through it with the Mm -hmm. Lord and gotten your heart untangled. And you can actually come to the other person and you can say, this is what I'm requesting. Mm -hmm. And then if they're unwilling to do what you're requesting, then you have to figure out how to go forward and either get the help yourself right. so that you can handle things yeah. differently. Um, you know, you have to you figure that piece out. But I would say in a huge percentage of the couples that we work with, um, they have not, they're not making their needs known. No. They are throwing jabs. They're getting angry. They're doing a lot of commenting criticizing and complaining, but not asking for what they need. Yeah. I, and I think it's so common that people don't know what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. They only talk about the frustration. And if it's so critical to move from your frustration to what you need. And that means for us to stop and slow down and evaluate what it is that we're wanting, what it is that we need. I remember I did not understand that I was just complaining and commenting. commenting. Uh, I didn't think about I was doing the three C's. And I remember when we were in Florida and we had that blowout right actually before I ended up having the affair. Mm -hmm. And I was so frustrated with you and I felt like I just could never get it right. And I remember having this, or I thought it was a conversation with you telling you what I was frustrated with. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was saying, I want to get this fixed, but it never came out that way. No, No, No. it it didn't come out that way. And uh, that frustrated me even more. It's like, Mm -hmm. we can't even talk. We can't even have communication and, uh, well, and you know what, what, when I think about that, that conversation was full of indictment, right? Instead of accusations. Yes. And, and it was, we have to learn how to invite, not indict. Oh, totally. That's what we have. We have to learn. So what we were saying here is these, where we're ask actually asking for what we need you know, it might be something really simple too. It's not like your marriage is in trouble or something like that, but it might be simple. Like I love when we hold hands, mm-hmm. when we walk mm-hmm. and I would just love if we would do that more often. Do you think that you could uh, try to be a little yeah. bit more intentional about that? Okay. That is very different than you never hold my hand. Right. Totally. That's very different. And so uh, you never hold my hand is an indictment. Right. 
It's not an invitation. It's not an invitation. But Jill, you're competing with all of this romantic idea that I would just know to hold your hand. (laughs) You know? Oh, they do it in the movies. They don't have to ask in the movies. They just know. They do. (laughs) And so that's, we have these expectations that we shouldn't have to say Mm -hmm. something. We shouldn't have to ask for something as basic as holding hands. Right. That is a lie. Right. It totally. And and this is where unrealistic expectations comes in because we have these unrealistic expectations. We're expecting our spouse or the other person to operate a certain way. They're not, mm-hmm. but they're not, they don't, they don't have the same needs we have. Mm-hmm. They don't see the world the same way that we do. Right. And so you know, so, so we become very frustrated and because they're not reading our mind or they're not following the script. Right. How about that? The script that we have in our head that Mm. got set up by the romance novels we read, the movies that we've seen and the general cultural beliefs that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, I I remember uh, one specific ask that you had of me was when you uh, travel, you travel more than I do when you travel and you come home from an airplane. Oh yeah. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. And, and this was really cool because I just specifically asked for what I desired. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes, I, uh, I had once seen somebody I'd seen a man holding flowers, waiting for somebody to get off the plane. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. And so I said to you, when I travel alone, do you think you can meet me at at the airport with flowers? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And you have ever since. Right. Well, and I love meeting you anyway, because I know you have luggage and all of that. And I just... Uh, I am, am anxious to see you. And so, uh, it totally is cool to meet you in the way that you desire. Yeah. And I would have never thought of that. Right. Um, right. It just didn't cross your mind and right. But I just clearly asked for what I longed for. And thankfully you were very willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've probably done that. I, that was before our crisis. Actually, I think, was it? I, I don't remember. remember. We've yeah. done, you've done that for a long time. Right. And a lot of times I think people think, well, that, that sounds like a really selfish request. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we struggle to ask for something so personal like that. I, I think we struggle asking for what we need, period, mm-hmm. because uh, we just... Well, I think because we think the other person should just know. Right. But I think the other reason is because we think that it is selfish selfish somehow, but it's actually not. It's it's life giving and it's it just helps your spouse know what you need, because so often we we will give to one another based upon what our own personal needs or desires are. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I am not wanting flowers when I get (laughs) off the airplane, you know? And so the fact that you let me know is like, oh gosh, I could do that. 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, and we agree that they are inexpensive flowers. Aldi. Yes, Aldi yeah. flowers. <laughs> yeah. Because usually you don't pay more than $4.99. I know. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Every time I buy them, the cashier will say, are you in trouble? Oh, <laughs> and I'll goodness. say, no. My wife's uh, flying in from out of town and I'm meeting her at the airport. And it's like, oh, <laughs> so fun. I, I'm trying to reframe that flowers don't mean that you're buying your way out of yeah, trouble. Yeah, no kidding. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, we we really need to understand the importance of making the requests, the things that we long for. And, and you know what, as being on the receiving end of those requests, we may not understand that need. Mm-hmm. It's not our job. Right. To understand. To understand it. We're stepping into our spouse's world mm-hmm. and and bringing joy to them in a way that, right. that they experience joy. It may not be a thing that would bring joy to us. Right. So when we're asking for what we need, it may be something that you just long for. It may mm-hmm. be asking for help. Mm-hmm. It may be a matter of, you know, asking for getting help. In, mm-hmm. especially if things in marriage are hard or difficult. Right. Um, but what we want to do is we want to stop commenting. We want to stop criticizing. We want to stop complaining. Mm-hmm. Those are unhealthy forms of communicating. We want to communicate in a healthy, direct. And the word uh, that we often use when we're coaching is assertive. Yeah. Not aggressive. Right. Those are different. That's right. Assertive. Mm -hmm. So when I asked you to, if you would meet me at the airport with flowers, I, that was an assertive request, Mm -hmm. right? I was asserting my desire or my longing or something that I would enjoy. Right. And, and I confess, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It did feel a little odd to ask for that mm. because part of me was like, I wish he would just think of it. I yeah. mean, you know, there was that little piece of me, mm-hmm. but then I had to correct that and in, in my mind and go, he's not going to know Mm-mm. unless I make the request. Right. Right. I was going to ask you, did it feel disappointing that I didn't think of it ahead of time? I think I could have gone there if I mm-hmm. didn't, if I didn't understand the importance of asking for what I needed. Right. I haven't had a lot of challenges in, I, I would say in general, I am assertive and I have always been assertive I in would, our relationship. I would totally agree. <laughs> Jill, assertive savage. Yes, that's you, baby. So that hasn't been a huge issue for me. It's been more of an issue for you to be assertive. Oh, totally. And to ask for what you need. Yeah. Because, and then this goes back to childhood stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say I grew up in a home where it was completely safe to ask, um, to assert yourself. I was going to say encouraged, probably. Yeah. But you were raised in an environment where it was not safe Mm -hmm. to be assertive. Right. Because there was abuse. There was aggressiveness there. Strong reactions to it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of anger. Mm -hmm. Shame. You you Uh, just held back. Right. Well, you just learned to be quiet. 
Or if you did, if you were encouraged to ask, it was never the right ask because it was never what stepdad wanted. And so then it became a a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was part of uh, some anxiety for me in our marriage was learning how to ask for what I needed. First of all, I had to stop and evaluate what is it that I really Mm -hmm. am wanting. And, you know, a lot of couples we will have, we'll talk about the sexual relationship Mm -hmm. and whoever has the higher desire, which, Mm -hmm. you know, often it's the man, but sometimes it's the woman. What we find when we really dig into it is Mm -hmm. that we find that they do a lot of complaining. They make a lot of comments like Mm -hmm. we, we never have sex, right? How long has it been? It's yeah. been a million years. Yeah. How long has it been? Yeah. It's been 52 days, seven hours and, and three minutes, you know, and 10 seconds, <laughs> oh, 12 seconds. <laughs> I, I know. And, and that, those are comments. They're and indictments. They are. Yeah. And that was me. And, uh, and I had to wrestle through that. I expected you to just know and just be okay with whenever and however. And I had to learn how to ask Mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to make my need known without it being an indictment, but it would be a direct request. Yep. Yeah. And that, that was so helpful. Yeah. So we hope that this has been helpful for you just to kind of step back Take a look and go, so do I comment, criticize, or complain far more often than I directly communicate, than Mm -hmm. I ask directly for what I need and what I desire and what I long for? Yeah. And, um, you know, that can be a small tweak that can actually make a big difference in a relationship. Right. So we hope that this has been helpful, uh, helpful for you personally. If your spouse is open to it, maybe you listen to it together and you talk about it. And remember that this applies outside of relationships, uh, marriage relationships, too. It applies to in-law relationships. It applies to uh, your kids. You know, Mm -hmm. how often as a parent do you comment, criticize or complain rather than request? So you know, we can apply this to all of the relationships that mean the most to us. So let's close in prayer. You want to pray? Yep. Father, I pray for everyone listening. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, open their eyes and ears to, to how they possibly are criticizing, complaining, and just commenting. And Father, uh, give them wisdom and insight into how to identify what it is they're wanting and, Lord, to make that request clear. Mm-hmm. And Father, that you would bless that effort, bless that work. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. 
One more thing. We have three free eBooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.